You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The great thing for me in the University of Florida, NIL is going to be a strength here, so... You know, we've got our strategy and our plan, and we're excited about executing that going forward. You know, and we just happen to be at a place uh, that has tremendous history, tradition. NIL is no problem. It's a slam dunk at Florida, and we're going to – our players are going to benefit from that. And we're going to execute that and try to help our team and help the Gators win. College programs must be competitive in name, image, and likeness. It impacts current athletes and affects the decision of recruits. And Gator fans can put Florida at the forefront of name, image, and likeness. The Gator Collective is leading the charge, uniting fans and student athletes like never before. Commit for exclusive content, interactions, and events which bring you closer than ever to your favorite players. In this talent acquisition business, name, image, and likeness will play a huge role in Florida returning to the elite status of college football. It can start here. Join the Gator Collective. Link is in the description. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go right here on this 4th of July. Everybody, thanks for, hey, if you're in here, I know it's 4th of July. You probably got family uh, going along, celebrating the holiday, but hey, thanks for hopping in. I'm going to drop right in here on Gators Breakdown uh, and give you the latest on the newest commitment right here on Independence Day Defensive lineman T.J. Searcy commits to the Gators. We'll get into all of it right here on Gators Breakdown, but enjoy the time you got. If you got a day off of work uh, or if you're working, I know how that is sometimes as well uh, if you're working on the holiday, but uh, hopefully you got some time off around here. Uh, but enjoy the time. Uh, but thank you for right, thank you for joining me right here on Gators Breakdown. If you are uh, like so many of you right now joining me live on YouTube, thank you so much. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. It really, really helps us out here. Many ways to support Gators Breakdown and those are just simple ways. Like, subscribe, it really helps us out. Check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. 
And you can support at Gators Breakdown Plus if you want. A ton of sign-ups lately. Thank you, everybody, for hopping on the Discord, starting the conversation. I got a Q&A episode coming up this week as well. Uh, so a lot to get into on the re- still on the recruiting front uh, right here. Uh, of course, a lot of those questions also uh, to deal with recruiting. But uh, this episode, yeah, detailing TJ Searcy's commitment. Uh, some more recruiting storylines as well. Uh, before I sign off here to get you kind of all caught up uh, right now. It should be a big month, big month for commits across the country, hopefully for the Gators as well. But that did start today with TJ Searcy. So here we go, Gator Nation. We got to commit details right here for TJ Searcy, basically a top 150 player on the 24-7 sports composite, on the own three consensus, both of them have him the 153rd ranked player in the country that makes him the highest player, the highest commit in Florida's 2023 class right now. He is the 20th ranked defensive lineman on 24-7 sports composite and the 19th ranked defensive lineman on the own three consensus. Four-star 153rd on both, so basically a top 150 player you get right here. Easily making TJ Searcy the highest commit in the class. So a lot of good coming from this one as the Gators pick up another trench player. I'll get into that too. You know, that's kind of been a reoccurring theme, something I've been wanting to follow the last couple of weeks. And Florida is on the defensive side in the trenches raising the talent level, getting some good players, and that continues right here on the 4th of July with T.J. Searcy picking the Gators. Six foot five, 250-pound edge rusher from Thomaston, Georgia. That's big. Getting a, I mean, I'm telling you, that the state of Georgia and, and their high school football, it's raising up the ranks. A lot of people will, you know, as far as Florida has overall more, but Georgia, as far as the quality of player you're getting from there, is pretty high at the same time. You will put Georgia up there with Florida and California and Texas. Maybe not overall numbers. Even that's kind of close uh, at the moment. But getting a trench player out of the state of Georgia, I like that. He could play edge, the outside linebacker role. But the Gators like him as a defensive end edge rusher. Go get the quarterback. Has great size and speed to do so. 6'5", 250 pounds. Was on campus three times this year. But it didn't really hit the radar until about a month ago. I mean, look, guys, that just lets you know the roller coaster of recruiting a little bit. I mean, I think we go back to February, and I'm sitting here, you know, here's, uh, I put up a board, and most of it was just going by pure rankings. But here's the top five quarterbacks, top five running backs, offensive linemen, receivers, all down the board. Seriously, wasn't on that list, I don't think. But I'll let you know just how crazy. I mean, he wasn't even on most recruiting services websites and then not trying to, you know, put anything on them. He wasn't on my radar two months ago. But about a month ago, this one started to turn around in Florida's favor. His last visit was June 10th, and then you started hearing the relationship between Florida and TJ Searcy was starting to take off a little bit. So that, that list just lets you know how fast it can change. You know, I know all the storylines that we've been hitting on the last couple of weeks. But that's one overall recruiting storyline just in general. 
you never know where some of these players are going to come from and when they're going to start gaining traction. Most thought this was a Florida State-South Carolina battle before that June 10th visit a little over a month ago or just under a month ago. But Mike Peterson, former Gator, gets hired by Billy Napier. He was big here. Started that relationship with Cersei back at South Carolina. Brought that relationship to Gainesville. Then seriously, really developed a bond with Napier and some of the other staff members as well. And this one really sped up over the last week or so. The original plan was to commit on 4th of July like he did. And then uh, I'm st- you know, I got some inside info, and then there was some talk about it being delayed until Wednesday when he got back home from the holiday, from, the vaca- from vacation. But ultimately, he provides some fireworks and commits to the Gators on Independence Day. Early, too. I mean, he didn't waste a lot of time on July 4th. TJ seriously commits to the Gators. So let's get into a little bit of what kind of player from some of the scouting services out there. Charles Power of On3 offers analysis after watching seriously in a camp setting. Says he immediately caught our eye and going through drills with the defensive line group. Stood out from a frame and stature standpoint at six foot five, around 240 pounds, very flexible, fluid for his size. He was easily able to sit on his feet in flexibility drills. The coordination continued to show up in other drills. In one on one, showed some of the best bend and movement of the group. He dipped his shoulder and getting around the edge for what constituted a win in one on ones. Seriously, is currently ranked as a defensive lineman, but could easily end up at an edge at the next level. Physically gifted defensive lineman with an athletic profile and frame that points to a high upside. One of the more physically impressive defensive line prospects in the 2023 cycle. Plays as an outside linebacker for his high school, often playing in space. Does he limited pass rush opportunities? Has advanced on-field movement skills at his size? Also plays H-back in blocking tight end on offense. Developmental projection as a line of scrimmage player, given his lack of experience in the trenches, would need to increase his production as a senior. More of a top physical talent than a dominant player at this juncture. Could end up as an edge prospect, pending how his body develops. So there you go. That was Charles Power on three. Let's go to the other service. 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analysis from Cooper Pictagna. I hope I'm saying that right, Cooper. Uh, verified 6'5", 250 pounds. Possesses long athletic frame to add additional weight to his frame. Has the ability to put on 25 to 35 pounds of muscle at the next level. Flashes good athleticism on both sides of the ball. Showing some ability to play on and off the line of scrimmage on defense. Demonstrates an adequate first step off the line of scrimmage. More smooth than he is a quick twitch explosive. Exhibits excellent knee bend and hip flexibility. Showing the ability to bend the edge. Flashes good foot and body quickness. Shows the ability to change direction and play in space. We need to improve play strength at the point of attack at the next level. Both in regards to anchoring the run and pass situations. We'll have to develop some shock and force into his game to take the next step as a pass rusher. Long athletic developmental prospect that possesses all the physical tools to be a multi-year starter at the Power 5 program. 
but is more of a traits prospect than a football player at this stage of his career. If put in the right environment with exposure to good coaching, he'll have a chance to outperform his current projection. We need two or three years to develop at the next level before seeing significant snaps. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So both services there, 24-7 and on three, you know, not an immediate type of player. And look, that's very rare in college football, especially on the defensive line in the trenches. You're not stepping in too many times and going to be this immediate contributor, no matter if you're a five-star Top 150 type of player. And there are those guys out there, you know, Jervon Dexter, and mostly because he had to, had to in 2020, be forced in there. But, you know, he was able to hold his own as a true freshman. Not many, especially a defensive tackle. Now, this is a little bit different with Searcy being on the edge. But you can see here, you know, both services right here saying developmental, a lot, a lot of upside to Searcy. And I like the part where a lot of upside where he could even surpass where they have him ranked. I mean, he's top 150 type of player right here. And they're both admitting, hey, we, we, we could even be wrong on this. He could pass what we project him to be. You know, for Florida, they won't have to rush him in anyway. He will be able to develop here. So he joins Gavin Hill along the defensive line in this class. Gavin Hill, the 259th ranked player. In the country, seriously, 153. You could add Isaiah Nixon into that if you want to for Florida's part of it, but he'll probably play more the stand-up outside linebacker, Jack. But, you know, he's the 195th ranked player in the country. So three guys here for Florida in the defensive front seven so far that are three of the five best players in the class so far. Cornerback Sharif Denson and Aaron Gates are the others. Top heavy defense so far for the Gators in this class. The highest offensive player, offensive lineman Najee Harris. He's the sixth highest player of the nine commits so far for the Gators. And these defensive commitments, you know, besides Aaron Gates, as I said, the top five in this class, all commits within the last two weeks. All on defense. Florida is. Look, we've we've known the struggles on, on defense. Don't get me wrong; we want to see offensive recruiting come around uh, as well, and that could be coming up just a bit. But for now, we've known the issues Florida has had on defense the last couple of years. Now, don't don't think it's. You know, I, I'm not mainly taking a shot at the players. I think there's a lot more talent there than what we've seen. I think. Uh, it's been well documented here on Gators Breakdown, the failures of Todd Grantham and the defensive staff from putting those players into better positions. So I think we'll see it because defensive recruiting has not been bad under Florida. Now, where is it where it should be? No. But overall, not bad for Florida. They're not playing up to their potential. 
And I think we will put that on the last coaching staff. But here, this class, you know, Florida needs all the help they can get on defense. So, you know, let, let's make sure, let's make sure we turn that defense around. Starts with getting some top flight players. So, all right, let's go to continue getting those top flight players. Let's go back. This has been well documented right here on Gators Breakdown the last couple of weeks as well. Let's go up front on the trenches and where Florida can add even more blue chip prospects. Starting right here, I'm going to list it for you if you're not watching on YouTube. Starting at Derek LeBlanc, 76th ranked player on 24-7, 73rd on on three. Probably leaning Oklahoma right now, sadly, but plenty of time for Florida to kind of turn that around right now. I'm not, I don't think it's completely sold on Oklahoma. I think if he was a commit today, from what I can gather, it probably would be Oklahoma. So Florida probably has some work to do there. That, would, that, would, that one would sting a bit. As many times as he's been on campus this year under this new staff, to see LeBlanc leave the state and go to Oklahoma, that, that, that'd be a tough pill to swallow. Keldrick Falk, he's going to commit on July the 5th. So a storyline there we should be watching for if you're watching this live or if you're listening to it here on July 4th. Keldrick Falk will be making his decision on July the 5th. He is the 84th ranked player on 24-7, 63rd ranked player on, on three. Florida is in the mix. They're with Florida State and Clemson, I believe. Uh, and Florida's really in the mix here with that one. Definitely pay attention to that one on July 5th. Uh, there, Auburn seemed to be the early winner with that one, but doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Seems like right now it's a three-way battle between Florida, Florida State, Clemson. John Walker, teammate of Derek LeBlanc, he'll be also deciding in late July. Top 100 player right here. 97th ranked defense up front on the defensive line. 92nd on, on three. He was 97th on 24-7. Gators heavy in the mix there. UCF, Ohio State in the battle with that one with John Walker. Xavion Hardy, 112th ranked on 24-7. 114th on, on three. Gators in the mix there. Not really sure where that one was leaning. It was heavy Florida in the springtime. Then the talk of maybe leaning towards South Carolina and then maybe back to Florida right now. Look, as you can see, Florida has a lot of options here with getting a lot of these top-flight defensive linemen. This may be a case, as we keep going through this list here, of you may wait yourself out of a spot. Go down the list a little bit more. Will Norman from IMG. From everything I can gather, still in good shape with Florida. 115th ranked player on 24-7. 127th on on three. Can Florida get the IMG Academy. Keep that ball rolling a little bit. Jordan Hall out of Jacksonville, defensive lineman. Just released his top 10 today. Florida is included. He's a 156th ranked player along the defensive line on 24-7 sports. 132nd on on three. But he's probably going to take it the distance. So does Florida wait? Or 
Don't get me wrong. I mean, you got all these players I'm listing here. <laughs> As I said, if Jordan Hall wants to wait, might wait himself out of a spot. And Cameron James, let's end with him. The fast riser up there probably will be even higher when it's all said and done. He's just the lowest ranked right now, but a 254th ranked player on 24-7 sports and 368th. More that edge type of player as well. Uh, just coming off of visits to Georgia and Alabama as well. As we said, kind of Florida was the first to offer. Florida was one of the first to identify as far as major programs out there. Now Georgia, now Alabama starting to get into the mix as well. Hopefully Florida getting an early pays off there. And he's one, I would say, don't really know when that one could get. That one could come today, tomorrow, a week from now, two weeks from now, anytime. Cameron James could pop for, I mean, I would lean Florida right now, but once you start adding Georgia, Alabama to the mix as well, you know, maybe if it wasn't for those schools, a decision would already be made, maybe public. So we'll see where that one goes. I still like Florida there. But as I said, dominoes are starting to fall. Gavin Hill recently, TJ Searcy now. So where does it finish up? And this is, as I keep saying, this is going to be a very good defensive line class for Florida. I mean, I'm sitting here, I, besides LeBlanc, just because of being from Florida, he's visited a lot. I throw away the numbers here. I'd be happy with any of these guys. And don't get me wrong, also, you're looking at defensive tackles. You're looking at defensive linemen uh, or, de- or defensive ends. Some of these fit in different spots. But the combination here that Florida could really finish this class out with, with Spencer leading the way, Mike Pete leading the way, Chaney involved in a lot, Jamar Chaney involved in a lot of these commitment uh, recruitments. I mean, Florida is going to have a very, very good defensive line class. I'll say it one more time. And we've just been marking them off the last couple of weeks. Gavin Hill, check, check mark. He's in the class. TJ Searcy, he was on this same list last time we looked at it. He's in the class now. So Florida really, really could be looking at one of the best defensive line halls in the country right here. All right, so who could be next? I mentioned Falk. Right there as he commits on July the 5th. So that one's, the, that one's the immediate one to look out for. No matter when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it, as the numbers keep going up here on YouTube, everybody, thank you so much for joining us live right here. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. But Falk on July 5th could be the Gators right there. The Quavia story. Everybody kind of knows the storyline if you've been following recruiting over the last couple of days. Was supposed to commit on July the 4th today. Pushed his decision. Could pop anytime. Maybe looking at a Wednesday here for the Quavia Sori. Then we have Trayon Webb, July 11th, a week from now. Running back out of Trinity Christian Jacksonville. That one's, he's been on, another one who's been on campus a lot this spring. Was supposed to commit June 30th. Now delayed his decision to July 11th. We'll see where that one goes. I like Florida there. Eugene Wilson. I've been saying his name for the last couple of weeks now. Not really sure when that one's going to come along. A Florida-Texas A&M battle for the wide receiver at a Tampa right there. He's another name that just keeps popping up. He could pop July 4th, July 5th, 6th, sometime this week. 
I know Francis Malangoa, the IMG offensive lineman, I know he commits today on July 4th as well. I don't see that one happening. I mean, it's as I'm recording here, 2.45 p.m., I know he commits at 3. Look, uh, put it this way. I, I recorded this knowing his decision still coming. I would have waited to combine in this episode if I thought he was going to be in the class. I wouldn't have went ahead and recorded the Cersei uh, commitment episode. So I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to be doing another episode. So be on the lookout. If that happens, I don't think Malangoa commits to Florida when he makes his decision here on July 4th as well. So that's where you could be next. It's pr- let's complete out of left field, somebody else, but Falk on the 5th, Sorry, sometime this week as well. Trayon Webb next week. Eugene Wilson at any time. I mean, those are the those are the likely candidates right there for who could be next to commit to Florida. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So speaking of offensive line recruiting, I know probably got to bring a little bit of bad news uh, to this as well to end the episode. Uh, we'll get into some quarterback talk before I sign off here uh, as well. But Tommy Kinsler, uh, the offensive lineman who committed to Florida just a couple weeks ago, uh, has already decommitted. So, you know, we'll see. It looks like uh, he said he was going to visit officially visit Miami even after he committed to Florida. That's probably where he's going to likely flip to. And we'll see where offensive line recruiting goes from here. You know, I just mentioned Malangoa. I think him choosing elsewhere. Kinsler decommits. Kearney committed to FSU last Sunday. So, uh, look, I'm not feeling too great about Kirkland either at this point. So, I'm not sure what happens at offensive line moving forward. Florida's going to be probably reshuffling that board just a bit, especially toward the top. We'll see what ends up there uh, for the Gators. So, that would be a storyline, recruiting storyline, definitely coming up soon. Uh, that I think we should probably keep our eye on is where does offensive line recruiting, uh, how, how does that move forward from here? And look, guys, uh, there, there's some moves. There's some moves being made for the next quarterback target for Florida. A lot of quarterbacks were interested now after the recruitment of Jaden Rashada and how that went for Florida. Uh, I jokingly said, no matter if there's number, you know, the, that what was it, eleven million dollar quote that was out there for the. NIL deal for Jaden Rashada. Well, okay, either way, I jokingly said, I kind of meant it, but in the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, when that came out, I said, look, either if it's true or not, that number could end up helping Florida <laughs> because that's going to get quarterbacks' attention. Well, it did. So uh, some quarterbacks out there interested in Florida. Um, trying to work some more on that one. Uh, just be on the lookout. I think um, July is going to be a... Heavy month overall for Gator recruiting, whether it be commits, targets heading elsewhere, but also specifically for the quarterback spot. Um, some moves being made there. A lot of interest coming Florida's way uh, from some quarterbacks out there. So uh, we'll see where that one goes. That one's going to be interesting to follow uh, coming up here in the next couple few weeks here for the Gators. Uh, don't be surprised if there's some names that um, maybe you have heard the last couple of days and maybe some you haven't heard. 
uh, the last couple of days. So trying to get some more uh, on, on that. But I tell you, just, just keep on the lookout for quarterback recruiting uh, and some names there for the Gators. Uh, all right, let's see. I'm going to look through some of these YouTube comments before sign off here. All right. There we go. That's a, that's a good one. RBR, 1652. Any Aiden Mazzell news as well? Not really. He's probably, you know what? He's probably one I probably should have included in the who could pop next. I, I, I don't really know if he would this quick. Uh, but he's another one where a lot of Florida ties, a lot of Florida lean early, but visits Georgia, visits Alabama. And we know Florida's history of recruiting wide receivers, feeling really good about wide receivers, and then they go on that Bama visit, and it doesn't work out so well. <laughs> so that's one where I still feel pretty good about Mazzell, but that Bama visit does kind of put a little bit of cloud in my head moving forward with that one. I, I, I still think Florida's in good shape there, uh, but you, know, you never can discount when Alabama gets a receiver on campus and just – how it's hurt Florida so much in the last, you know, couple years, few years, in, in, as far as that position battle recruiting goes with, against Alabama. It hasn't worked out too well, but I, I'd still like Florida there. But that's one I'd love to see in the next week or so. Uh, go ahead and get that one out of the way as well. You add him and Eugene Wilson to this wide receiver core. I mean, Florida's got a pretty good wide receiver core there for – a lot of the quarterback talk that we've had here in your Florida still doesn't have, uh, you know, besides Anthony Richardson, that's the high-profile quarterback on the roster. You know, recruiting-wise, there hasn't been that lightning rod quarterback. But if you can still pull Mazzell, still pull Eugene Wilson, and what you already have there uh, as well with um, Whittemore and Patterson, that's a pretty good haul, considering that you don't hear a lot of talk about quarterback. So... Kerry Colbert right there might deserve a lot, of, a lot of kudos. They deserve a lot of kudos either way. I'm just saying, I think it, it probably is a little harder with the quarterback storyline that is out there. All right, I'll go through some more. Um, Gerson Janiga says Eugene Wilson on the 28th of July, I heard. Um, I've heard whispers of a date, but as I said, I've also heard it could be any moment. So <laughs> that's one we really just probably should, like I said, keep our keep our eyes out on. Uh, let's see. To keep from being too boring here, I'll try to finish this up. Um, and the, the story, story, the story storyline is, I know, a little weird. Um, I know Corey Bender, a friend of the program here, put out the report that he's putting in his prediction for Florida. If he committed today, it would have been in Florida. I still think it will be Florida uh, when it's all said and done. So I, I don't think there's any worry there. Now, I will tell you, there is some talk of him playing safety and not wide receiver for, for Florida. So I know there's some mixed signals and reports out there with that one but from what i'm hearing it's safety not wide receiver for sorry so keep that in mind 
let's see. I'll go back to the bottom here before I sign off. But, okay, there we go. All right, good pickup for the Gators uh, in the last couple of weeks. I know, as I said, this is, this is a roller coaster, guys. Uh, right now, as a lot of these commitments, a lot of these recruits out there are making their commitments. It is a roller coaster in recruiting right now. Some news is not going to be – look, you're going to miss everybody. You're going to miss a lot more recruiting than you are going to get. That's not to excuse what's happening at Florida or anything right now. I'm just saying that's the nature of recruiting. Hopefully – Florida's got a lot more peaks coming up than the valleys in the roller coaster. The next week, which should be pretty eventful, we know the end of the month is going to be eventful. Hopefully we hear a lot more, I'm committed to Florida. Hopefully we see a lot more Florida hats on recruits out there. Looking forward to it, covering it for you guys the next few weeks. So, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Coming up on Gators Breakdown later this week, on tomorrow, on Tuesday, Will Miles and I will go over pure football. Pure football. If, if you're tired of recruiting, if you don't want to hear about recruiting anymore, look, this, this was a good one. This was, this was good news right here in recruiting. But if you want more pure football talk, we're going to get back into that just a bit with the preseason magazines. We're going to hear what opposing coaches think about Florida. Some interesting comments there. Uh, where Florida ranks in some of the All-American all list, the All-SEC list, maybe some of the takeaways from some of the summaries that are out there in these preseason magazines about the Gator. So we do that every year. Uh, so we'll hit the Athlon, we'll hit the Lindy's and give you our thoughts uh, right there from this preseason magazine. So that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>